Friday night and blunders time. Paul Teron, the MDFS, act on the line to us from Johannesburg. Elon Musk, the South African-born guy who's one of the most innovative people in the world, announcing this week that all patents for his company are going to become public and he won't sue anybody who steals the patents and they can use it the, as, as an, like an open-source software, effectively, Paul Teron. This is either genius or the first of your blunders this evening. Well, I don't care about the patents for the Tesla cars, Bruce. I'm sure that's boring things like doors that open by themselves. What I want to know is, what's the patent for his cologne for men? (laughs) Did you know that it's the number one seller in California, Bruce? It's called Elon's Musk. No. It makes you irresistible. And you know the amazing thing about Elon's Musk, Bruce, is it even works on pasty white guys who grew up in Pretoria. (laughs) It's incredible. <laughs> okay, Uber. Now, there have been huge protests in the United States. There have been huge protests in London. We've got Uber, um, which is a an application-driven uh, taxi service where you download the application, you put your credit card details into it, you click a few buttons, and a taxi arrives, bing bong, at your door, and off you go. Where's the mm. blunder in this? No, it's bloody marvellous. Now, the blunder is, of course, the people who are trying to resist the irresistible, which is to try and push back Uber. Because, as you know, Bruce, to have a taxi in one of the world's major cities, you've got to get a big fat taxi license. It's very tightly controlled. In America, like in a city like New York City, people pay millions of dollars for one of those medallions. And then you get to sit in the car with a surly, smelly guy who drives wherever he likes, charge whatever he wants. And along comes Uber, as you say, just totally transforms the business. But this week, the blunder was the London cabbies, right? Because to resist Uber and to complain about the fact that their business is evaporating, they went out on a strike, a go slow. 12,000 of them out in the streets, kind of clogging up the intersections. But what happens, of course, on the day, Uber announces 850% increase in people signing up for Uber. Well played, boys, you idiot dinosaurs. <laughs> I love it when a good plan backfires. And um, bond markets, now, our bond market's coming under a huge amount of pressure, but here we come with uh, the ratings downgrades to here. Perhaps this is a solution to uh, our bonds problem in the future. Yeah, you know, don't worry about that. That's just the way it rolls. You know, sometimes you're the statue and sometimes you're the pigeon. So don't worry about the downgrade. It's just the way it goes. We're still a fabulous place. Cheer up. It's the weekend. What I wanted to talk about was the bond markets globally are very calm at the moment, Bruce. In other words, people are floating all sorts of shit and others are lapping it up. You know, around the world, these, you know, high yield bonds are selling well. But one that caught my eye was a company in Britain called Chilango, which is a a burrito restaurant, right? (laughs) Burrito restaurant. Yeah. Mexican food in a a wrap, mince, whatever you like, that's a burrito. So they've issued burrito bonds this week. So they pay an 8% per annum coupon. But you also get, if you're a bondholder, one free burrito per week. So that's it. You can go to the store. You can say, look, I'm a bondholder, and they'll give you your free burrito. Maybe you can eat your burrito, have a few beers, and then call Uber to take you home. Possibly. And in South Africa, we'd have burry bonds, and um, that would be fabulous. We could, we could localize it. Um, a final one. Uh, we look at the, the big blunder that's happening in Iraq at the moment. This is desperately concerning, of course, uh, because here are these insurgents driving up the oil price. But they're also doing other stuff. 
Yeah, look, Insurgent doesn't entirely cover these fellows. ISIS, which is their code name, you know, their acronym, stands for Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. Uh, these guys were bounced out of Al-Qaeda because they were too radical, right? They're busy with uh, beheadings and the likes, people digging their own graves, having their throats slit. The troops in these places have stripped their clothes off and run away because uh, being caught is not worth the risk. But the thing that caught my eye was that you know that in the process of capturing Mosul, which is Iraq's second largest city, they also captured the uh, Iraqi central bank vaults in central Mosul and have taken possession of $425 million worth of gold bullion. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen next because $425 million will buy you quite a lot of jihad. But then I was thinking, what kind of impact, Bruce, do you think this is going to have on the gold market? Because, you know, it's not clear what these chaps will actually do. But then I got to thinking, you know, it's probably going to be fine because most guys who trade gold are demented, hard-money anarchists who want to overthrow the Fed. (laughs) So these ISIS fighters are going to fit right in. It's all going to be fine. How did I know you were going there? Paul Zoran, the managing director of Vestac. Thanks very much. The quote of the week, sometimes you're the statue and sometimes you're the (laughs) pigeon. Oh, this guy... This guy needs needs a, a stage show. Empress Palace, somewhere like that, Paul Teron, on form tonight.